Hi, my name's Courtney Thorpe and welcome to More Than Just a Mum. My crew very quickly disappeared. I found it really hard to bond. Don't go to the gym, (laughs) just have a sleep. Hello and welcome to this episode of More Than Just a Mum. This is a really special episode because we are checking back in with... Polly, who was on season two. How are you, Polly? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming back. That's okay. Thank you for having me. Always. It's such a good opportunity and so much has changed. So I just wanted to, yeah, share this opportunity and give an update. Give an update of where we're at. Yeah. So, Polly, what makes you more than just a mum? I'm a warrior. Oh, I like that. Because I have to be a warrior to be a mum, a warrior to fight this. To fight the cancer journey. A warrior. Yeah. I love warrior. that. Yeah. Polly and I have actually just had a chat off the podcast because I thought I was up to date, but wasn't. We've had a bit of a moment mm-hmm. because of things yep. that have happened. Yep. Um, so to go back a little bit for those that may have missed season two, mm-hmm. you were going in for your mastectomy. I found a lump, went to the doctors, had a biopsy, come back as breast cancer, was re- like really fastly put through um, and then, yeah, was ready to go for my mastectomy. So and you had a double mastectomy. A double mastectomy. I went yep. in and asked for that. And obviously we spoke a lot about how hard that is to be given that diagnosis as a mum because mm-hmm. you've got your two beautiful little children Yeah, and how you face mortality mm-hmm. being given that diagnosis in itself yep. and how terrifying that is. Mm-hmm. What happened then you left hospital after mm-hmm. a week. Then we had to wait two weeks for um, the results of the mastectomy. Was that the longest two yeah. weeks of your life? And you're waiting. <laughs> and you're waiting. And then we What got... were you expecting in that time? Did you... In the time, I guess we were expecting it was just in my boob. Yeah. Nowhere else. So you're be expecting... Because yeah. they could talk about clear margins and everything, yeah, weren't you? Yeah, we were hoping that... Yeah, and, the yeah. lymph nodes were free. Like, we were hoping everything was easy. Um, and then from then we got the results. So where were you when you got those results? At the hospital. Okay, so it was so they, a two yep. week checkup, and okay. then we went in and yeah, definitely was not the results that we thought. So firstly, the tumor actually was nineteen centimeters. That is so huge. Yeah, and it actually was only showing as a, a ten cent piece size. On all of my like, um, how does that happen? How does it go from showing up as a ten cent piece to nineteen centimeters? That's over half a ruler. (laughs) And even all of the surgeons, everyone went back through all my scans, and they were all shocked as to how big it was. They could not believe it was that big. Does that mean that it had been growing for a really long time? Yeah, it's been in there. Yeah, Jesus, and Mm -hmm. you just didn't know until you found it. No. No. Was if obviously you found a lump yep. initially and mm-hmm. you had no idea it was 19 centimetres when you found this lump. Yeah. So essentially if some a part of it didn't rise enough for mm-hmm. you to eventually feel something was off, it could have just kept growing and growing well, yeah. without you knowing. And because um, even the ultrasound lady said, oh, you've got such dense boobs because they were so big. You're in the office. Mm-hmm. It was 19 centimetres. Yep. But did they get it all? Um, they did. Yep. However, because it was in four out of eight lymph nodes as well, right? they then sent me for a PET scan. Because once it reaches your lymph, lymph nodes, nodes, that's how it travels. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So we had a PET scan. Yeah. What's a PET scan? Um, a full body scan. So you lay okay. on the on a machine. Yeah. Is this the one that's kind of coffin-y? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. And you lay there and you just go in and out, in and out. 
and then they inject a dye into you and it actually feels like you wet your, your pants. pants. I've <gasps> had that one time <gasps> and they warn you yeah. beforehand. Like they say, you're going to think you're yeah. wetting your pants, but you're not. But then yeah. when it happens, you <laughs> think, no, I definitely am. Yeah. So you're laying there. I'm like, I've definitely wet my pants. But <laughs> I didn't. Um, so then we wait for the results. And I think I had it on a Thursday and then had to wait the weekend. <sighs> Um, were you confident at that stage though still? Very confident. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we've totally got we've this. We've got this. It's I've done. Got, yeah. The plan was just to do 12 months. In 12 months, it would be chemo, radiation, and I'd be cancer-free. And okay. We'd be happy. Yeah. So we went the weekend and my oncologist said to me, if I don't hear from you by Monday, you're good to start chemo. And I was like, sweet. So you weren't expecting a call? No. <laughs> You're like, I'm going in to start chemo. We actually were driving to the hospital. Oh, you were driving? <laughs> we were driving to the hospital and he called me and he's like, are you almost here? And we're like, yeah, we're coming. Like we had an hour. Yeah. I was like, oh, is everything okay? And he's like, are you driving? And I was like, oh. yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll just see you when you come in. And I was like, oh, no, like just you can't tell do me. that to me. <laughs> just tell me now. And from then my heart sank. It unfortunately has travelled to my bones. Now, this is what we were talking about just off here because Mm -hmm. I had a very naive view. Mm -hmm. I knew it had travelled to your bones, Mm -hmm. but I thought all cancer, stupidly, (laughs) is still curable with chemo and Mm -hmm. whatever type. And you've just told me that once it hits your bones, Mm -hmm. that's it. You will never not have cancer now. No, so I think the rest of the drive to the hospital, I was like, crying like we got to the hospital and what did he say to you like for did you know instantly as soon as he said it? oh yeah yeah the minute he called he I only knew it was going to be bad if he called but did you the weight of that like did you still think you'd go in and there'd be some options as to things that you know could help or did you understand in that moment this is it that's it's my bones yeah I just yeah I just sort of knew that it was I guess for me, the first thing I said to him was, am I going to die? Like, yeah. what are we talking? Like, can we give me a time frame? Am I going to die tomorrow? Or like, wh- what are we talking about? Oh, it makes me feel sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was hard, but. What did he say? He said, no, I'll do whatever I can to make you. Whatever I can. Yeah, <laughs> he'll try his hardest. And he's been amazing. Yeah. I guess for me, then. Then you question, well, how long do you have? And yeah. Did you want a time? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I need a time frame. And I want, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the hardest thing because he couldn't give me a time frame. Yeah. Yeah. Did he give you any idea? Like it's it's a short term, it's yeah. a long term. It's he a- said five to ten years and ideally, obviously, he'd oh, want longer. Okay. Yeah. That's like, it sounds really optimistic. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, five to ten or longer. Yeah. But you've got two little kids. Mm-hmm. Five yeah. to ten, mm-hmm. you know, like Carter is they're turning same age as Kennedy. They're yeah. turning four, mm-hmm. five years. He's only going to be nine. Mm-hmm. And then you look like, am I going to make their tenth birthday? Am I going to make their sixteenth or the eighteenth? Or is that what started going through your head yeah. straight away? The things that you might miss out on, mm-hmm. like were you thinking weddings? And yep. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, yeah, everything. Like you think that that's their life. Yeah, what are they going to do if they don't have a mum or? Do you um I feel cruel even asking these questions. Um I don't know because I don't have a son. Yeah. But is it harder for either one, a boy or a girl, to think um that you're not gonna be there for Ellie, like a, yeah. a little girl. Yeah. 
you know, I know that both boys and girls need their mums and such a stupid question, yeah. but just for me having a daughter, yeah. I go straight to the things that girls go through in their lives yeah. and, and their weddings and they're yeah. the bride. And mm-hmm. is it more of a pull there or is it just both son and daughter? Well, there see, are things I'd say that the other way, like Carter's such a mummy's boy oh. and I'm like, oh, he's a mummy's boy until dad's room, but he, let's just say he's a mummy's <laughs> boy. But they do say that boys need yeah. their mum. And I think because he hasn't been at kindy and he's not at school, so we spend – you know, oh, every day together. We do. And yeah. I think that he would need me more. Yeah. I think that Ellie would have enough support around her that she'd be okay. Yeah. Like she would have a lot of um, women in her life who will be able to help her with things like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think kind of such a mummy's boy and being my baby, I'm like, yeah. oh, please don't grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, how did you go going home to them that day? Oh, I couldn't. <laughs> I actually couldn't. I We organised somebody else to pick him, um, Carter, up from kindy and Ellie up from school so we could have time to process it. And yeah. I don't hide things from them, but I just needed time to yeah, process, process it. Yourself. And, like, where are we going? And to make a plan, like, what, what to next? Or What is a plan in that circumstance? Um, <laughs> to live every day. No, mm. so at the moment I'm on chemo tablets. Okay. So I do 21 days on, seven off. Yeah. The 21 days on are hard, like it really. Do you still have the same effects? Not as bad. But still not yeah. nice ones? Yeah. Yeah, so it's just um, nausea, headaches, lethargic, and I would have to say my feet are really sore. Yeah. But, yeah, it is a sign is your feet get and your bones get really sore. So, um, right. like, when I sit down for such a long time to get up, I feel like an old lady and I'm oh. like, oh, no. And then – but once I'm up and moving, then I'm okay. But, yeah, yeah. that's another side effect. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny now because now I'm looking back, obviously I follow you on social yep. media. So I, this is why I thought I was up to date with everything. And we've caught up. I've yeah. seen you and obviously it, well, we saw each other yeah. at a kid's birthday party. Mm-hmm. So probably yeah. wasn't the time to really be filling in everything. No. We're both trying to keep tabs on our four-year-old, three-year-olds yeah. where they were. Um, but it makes sense now because I have seen on your Instagram, mm-hmm. there was one in particular actually, and I now think you're an idiot for not twigging, where you wrote almost like a letter to Ellie. Mm-hmm. Are you doing that sort yeah, of stuff so more I have, often now? Yeah. 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 I guess I've actually even started to write her letters. <laughs> and that sounds so silly, but like to put in an envelope so yeah. that if I'm not around that yeah. she can have it. Yeah. When she's 18 or when she does get married or <laughs> when she turns 21 or things yeah. like that. And, you know, as a mum, that's not one thing you want to do. <laughs> I don't even know how you, you sit know. down and start writing that letter. I don't I, yeah, it, for me, it was a part of my healing. Like okay. I needed to do it for them. Yeah. To, yeah. It's going to feel like you're still a part, like as if you're still there for them. Yeah. Does it actually, I feel like that would be the only therapeutic yeah. part of that is yeah. that even though you are writing these things and if they ever read them, it's because you're not here, yeah. which is heartbreaking. Yeah. It's a way for them to still feel like you are. Yeah. I'm yeah. hoping that. They would appreciate it if anything oh does happen God, to 100%. me. That they would have these letters and that. But yeah. yeah, that is definitely a way that I write her a little letter or know that she, you know, that I still do love her in that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. heart's just breaking for you. So I just can't even yeah. imagine. Um, I'm finding it really, this one is really hard. Our first chat was, I was so still so optimistic yeah. and so were you. And obviously we're still optimistic, but yeah. you know, when you are told that that's it, you will forever now have cancer. Yeah. That must just feel like a prison. Yeah, it does. Like you, every day counts, like every moment counts, every memory counts. Yeah. Because to me, 
in five to ten years or if something happens, like I need to know that I've made the most of it and I need the kids to remember me for when I'm healthy and... Making happy memories. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because you said to me before as well that it's five to ten but anything could turn. Oh, yeah, it could turn, yeah, within minutes. Is it likely that it could because this is living in your body now? Yeah. Like it could spread. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And because um, it's actually at the top of my spine, so I guess, you know, you question the closest organ is your brain. So I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard to live and then constantly be in fear. Yeah. Do you feel like every little niggle, every Mm -hmm. little anything, you get worried that it's spread and there's something else coming? Yeah. Yeah. And then what if, like, what if at the next scan, is there going to be something else? Has it moved somewhere else and it's going to cut that timeline? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the hardest thing. So you, even though he said hopefully five to ten, you're living in a space that, yeah, if nothing changes, but yeah. everything could. So yeah. it really is living life. Yeah. Every day's your last mm-hmm. sort of mentality, isn't it? Yeah. Not that it is. No, but. well, that's how you have to do it. But then in saying that, you have to also be a mum and a wife and everyday That's what life. I was about to ask you. How yeah. are you handling this mm-hmm. when the world is still going around? Like mm. you can't just stop and everyone stop around you and pause in this moment how in the world are you coping it's a mental thing as well to mentally have everything still going but deep down inside like you're like oh this could be my last day or this could be my last moment so it's hard like when I stress about money or um like everyday things at home I'm like oh it really doesn't doesn't matter matter. it doesn't put everything (laughs) in perspective a little bit I'm like yeah to me, I'm like, if we don't have enough money or if we don't go to this or do things, it doesn't really matter as long as I'm here with the kids yeah, and healthy. <laughs> I know that's such a horrible thing to have happen to get you to that mm-hmm. mind frame, but that has to be a little bit of silver lining in a mm-hmm. weird way, isn't it? Because I feel yeah. like that's what we as mums all want to, you know, we tell ourselves just be in the moment, yeah. nothing else matters, but then – it's hard to actually get that mm-hmm. to happen. And yeah. it's sad that it does take something like this. 100% but like, yeah. That must also at the same time be kind of a beautiful way to be living because you would be so much more present. And that, yeah, it kids. is. Yeah. yeah. And we're doing more as a family. So yeah. we're trying to do experiences and we asked them what they wanted to do. Like we made a bucket list. I saw the bucket list. Yeah. So we've yes. got our bucket list going. So we've got one to a hundred. So we've started off little and we're doing little things to, you know, make the memories. So, yeah. and the bucket list wasn't for me. It wasn't about me. It yeah. was about family. the family. Yeah. yeah. Like, and yes, I'll do things for me. Like I will. Yeah. I don't know what I won't be skydiving, but I'll do <laughs> I'll do things for me. But I also have to. It, for me, it was to have the kids involved. What do the kids know? So they just know that I have cancer. So they yeah. both know. Or Ellie's probably more aware of what that means. Of what that means, yeah. and where to next. And I've actually stopped telling her that I have appointments and things like that because I noticed her anxiety. She'd get really stressed. Stressed, and then she was sad at school, and it was a ripple effect. So we've yeah. just. Um, I just don't tell her anymore if I've got appointments, but she knows that I've got it. But she doesn't know that no. it's in your bones and what no. that means. No, we okay. just didn't tell her because mm, it was just too hard. That's like a lot I think as it's well. a lot. For, and she's only eight, turning exactly. nine. So, you know, when she's older and we can tell her the story about how we got past this, then yeah, yeah that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just left it as that I've got cancer, and you know, the surgeons tried their hardest to get it all, but it's spread, and then that's we've just left it at that. So yeah, yeah. 
Is there um, any sort of chance that things can just, they're there, but they don't do anything, yeah. it doesn't spread, and you can live a long and happy life? That's what my oncologist keeps telling me. Okay. He has hope. Like, he really does have hope, and he thinks that, you know, the way medicine's working and everything that's coming up, he yeah. he has hope. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> Are you like, holding on to that yeah. hope? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll take your hope. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, everyone that knows with cancer, it can change instantly. So yeah. I don't want to have too much hope. No, and then be shocked and let down. And that's yeah. what, well, that's what's happened. I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. But I didn't really think of the worst case scenario. I was thinking because I remember you asked, who am I? When we did yeah. our first podcast. Yeah. And I was trying to think all week, like, oh, what am I going to say? But I think for me is you're just a warrior. Like you just don't have a choice. You just go with the flow, like whatever I can if that will make me healthy, then I'll take it. That still takes a really strong yeah. person though. Mm-hmm. So I think it's that has to be a choice. Yeah, it does. And I think moving forward, it's for me is all about healing. Like yeah. it's such a trauma yeah. that I've been through in, sh- in such a short amount of time. That's what I mean. Like it's how do you even process? I feel mm-hmm. like you don't even have a chance to process, <laughs> do you? Because every time you yeah. sort of start to process something, you personally mm-hmm. in your story have received yeah. another blow. Yeah. And that's what it is. Every appointment I'm like, oh, is it a blow? Or like to the point I was scared of going to the hospital because yeah. I'm like, oh, what next? Or yeah. How can we move forward? Or yeah, it was never a positive experience. Yeah. Yeah. How's your husband? How's Stacey? He's good. He's good. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yep. Yeah. He actually, I was just talking to him before, and I'll say like, I was like, oh, I'm going to see Courtney, and he's just started crying. Like he just cries. Ooh. Like everything. Yeah, it's really hard. Like every yeah. time someone mentions it, or like does something nice for us, or like he just <laughs> he just cries. Yep. Yeah. It's really sad, like, and it's sad to know that it's affecting him. Yeah. But he has to be strong <laughs> for me, so he just tries not to. And then even the kids now, they're like, oh, Dad's crying again. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, yeah, it's just because he's so so emotional. Yeah, well, you would be. He's yeah. watching the love of his life. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's going through this mm-hmm. with you. Yeah, he and is. And he would feel so helpless. Yeah, and that's what it is. There's nothing he can do to help me. We just have to write it out. I feel like as like, you know, a best friend, a husband, a man that you are supposed to care and protect and provide Mm -hmm. and that's built within them. It would be so hard as a husband to just, he's literally along for the ride. Like there's nothing he can do. Not only he can't stop it, but he also can't help you. Like you've got to do this yourself. Yeah. And I think the hardest thing is, is he knows that if anything does happen to me, like it'll be him and the kids. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's Has he spoken about that much? We have actually discussed it. We've got a will in place and yeah. we've spoken to like what would happen if anything happened to both of us. Like yeah. so Guardians. Um, guardians and, yeah. and where the kids would go and and it was really hard. Like it was really something you don't want to do. But you should do it. How long are you on these chemo tablets? Forever. Wait, tw- so twenty one days. Yeah, seven so do- off forever. Yeah. There's no end in sight. The only end in sight is that if anything happens, then I will go off this and go on the harder chemo and the radiation. As in if things get worse yeah. as your last. And that's my last resort. You're on this medication for the rest of your life. How do mm-hmm. you operate? Like surely you're not feeling well. No, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I put on a brave face. Yeah. You don't really have an option. You just have to keep going. Yeah. Far out. You yeah. are unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I am. 
You are. I love that you can say that. I love that. Because honestly, like I said to you, you turned up to my front door and I said, oh my God, you look amazing. You look glowing. You would not know that you. No. And and this is the hardest thing. So many people see that side of me that you look really good, but deep down inside, I'm like, oh, please get me home till lunchtime so I can have a nap or I go to bed at seven o'clock. So what does that mean work-wise? Is that... Um, so before I got diagnosed, I actually got my dream job of always working for life education. Yeah. Um, healthy Harold. So unfortunately, <laughs> the giraffe. <laughs> the giraffe. <laughs> so unfortunately I've had to put it on hold and I, yeah, lost my job and get, gave it to somebody else to take oh. on. So that was really hard because that was something that I'd always you really wanted. wanted. Yeah. Will you be able to work if you feel do, this way? I do casual days for them. So I just do two if I'm feeling up to it. Wow. Yeah, a week. And there's some weeks that I don't do any. Like it just depends how I feel. Talking about mm-hmm. your finances before, that must be mm-hmm. a big stress. It really is. Like, yeah, the world keeps going, but the bills still keep coming yeah, in. Yeah, but you can't physically. And if you're on this for the rest of your life, yeah. like I couldn't imagine, like you can't just suck that up and no. and work. No. So, I, yeah, I have to find the balance, I guess, or or where to next. So I think I was really hard on myself last week and I was really down and stressing about money. But I think, you know, I have to take the time and to heal properly. And then I believe that things come into your life when they're meant to and I will truly find something that will work. Yeah. When you talk about your healing, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? I do believe that you have to heal from the trauma that you've been through to move forward. How are so, you doing that? And how do you even start? Journaling okay. is really good. Yeah. Like I find that every Sunday I'll just do like I actually got a really good book from I Am Healing at Coomera and they recommended it and it's just it prompts you. Okay. So it asks you questions and then it's like, yes. So that's really good. Healing's really good. Crystals. See, that sounds good to me because yeah. that's the one thing I don't like with journaling. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of like, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me. And it's even got like a drawing page you can draw on it. But no, yeah. it is really good. But journaling's really good. Crystals. Okay. I've found that like I'll hold them in my hands. Like if yeah. I go to an appointment or yeah. things like that. I really would like to get into like meditation or yoga. Yeah. Maybe that might be good. Yeah. But yeah, just trying to. Heal. bring Yeah. Bring it back down and how's and I actually hate when people ask this question, mm-hmm. but how's your mental health through it all? Mm, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> I see a psychologist um yeah. who's amazing, but again, you know, that obviously costs money, so yes. I have to weigh it up. Like, do I go and see her or Oh, that's which is really hard because I deep down I want to see her, but it also yeah, but costs a lot also of money. Have to, and it does. They're <laughs> really like, expensive. Yeah. So I have put it on the back burner for the moment only yeah. because yeah. – Priorities, life priorities, right? Yeah. See, that's where I'm at too. Like <laughs> single mom now, my yeah. settlement's done. Mm-hmm. I would love to continue seeing my psychologist. Yeah. But you do literally, unfortunately, life yeah. takes over and you have to prioritise yeah. where your money goes. Yeah. She was amazing and she got me through the hardest part, yeah. I think. But I believe at the moment I'm okay. Okay. Um, you know, I have my days. <laughs> but, yeah. Where to from here? We just enjoy every day. There's no um, plan. Yeah. So we just have to live our life to the fullest, which sounds so silly, but that's what we what have, to, have do. to do. Yeah. What are some positives? We spoke about living in the present. Are there any yeah. other positives? Has it brought you and your husband closer? Is that what are some? I'd have to say recently we did the Mother's Day classic run. Yeah. 
And it was really good. Like it was so nice. It was the first time, like a positive experience where, you know, all my close family and friends come and we did, we only did the 4K walk, but (laughs) (laughs) next year I might do a run. Um, Look, for me at the moment, that's impressive. I'm lucky if I do a hundred meter walk at the moment. I'll take it. Um, But it was so, it actually was really good. At first I was very anxious to go. I didn't want to go. I don't like attention. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is all going to be on me. <laughs> but it was so beautiful. It was The sun was shining. It was so – A positive Oh, it was day. such a positive, yeah. It was really nice. And it was nice to be surrounded by so many people who genuinely love me. Like, yeah. yeah. How has it changed you? I'm a totally different person. I think that, you know, I don't sweat the small stuff anymore. Like, I enjoy every moment. You know what's really weird to say? From the first time that I met you – you know, weird run-in at my stepdaughter's and your daughter's prep orientation yeah. day. And you were still such a beautiful person then mm-hmm. and I felt this instant connection with you. Yeah. But even from the woman that I met then to who you are now, I meant that when you walked yeah. in today and you've got like this spark <laughs> about you, which is so crazy that yeah. you're going through this. But you have this glow, this spark, mm-hmm. this energy around you that's so positive and I think that's just so amazing oh you're so beautiful no I just so many people I think I still think there's way worse people than me (laughs) and that's always been I'm like oh there's worse people so to me I'm like oh mine's nothing like I try and like bring it back down yeah because I know there's worse people off than me See, I know the conversations that you and I had over Instagram over the years and our weird support of each other when we still never managed to catch up. We're both shocking at it. But the amount of conversations we had as mums where it was, oh, the tantrum phase, absolutely killing us or our bodies and we were both really down about our bodies. And does all of that just seem so ridiculous to you now? In the moment, that's where I was. Yeah. Like, yeah, they are the small stuff. Yeah. But that's where I am today. Like that brought me to here I am and my message, yeah, is to love life. I sound so silly. No. I sound so silly saying that. But that's what I think is really amazing Mm. from seeing you now that everything you've been through and I hate that it has to take big things like Mm. that to give us all a bit of a wake-up call. But I think your message is obviously not only one of love life but Mm. also to – worry about ourselves too mm-hmm. as mums and yeah. women like we need to not put ourselves at the bottom of the bottom of the barrel 100 yeah, and I think you know you are important yeah like yes you always are a mum and you and I always used to put them first yeah but now I'm like now I need to take control and you know I need to be healthy so I'll go and buy those new joggers so I can go for a walk because that will make me feel happy when I check back in with you it'll be after probably a uh, hysterectomy. Yeah, hysterectomy. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll still be inactive. Yeah. And we'll just be... Keep living life. Yeah. Enjoying every moment, every memory, happy, healthy. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much no, for that's coming okay. back thank and you so checking much. in and updating us. And I think it's such an important message for women yeah. to know more about this. Mm-hmm. I just think it's incredible and you're so brave and you're so inspirational. <laughs> thank you. And I know <laughs> you get really awkward when I say all that, but I mean it. <laughs> thank you. I think my message just to everyone is just do a monthly check. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah.